Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today I'd like to talk about learned helplessness. Now we see this quite often in general practice. And on the surface it appears as though someone just can't move from zero to one. They can't get themselves going and they're unable to engage in any kind of behavioural change that will lead to health improvement or changing any of their habits. It can lead to massive frustration for the person involved and the person trying to help them. And often um, this group of people that have this trait of learnt helplessness will end up in the lap of, say, a counsellor or a health coach. Now, many years ago, there was quite a disparaging classification of patients called heart sinks. We don't really use that term anymore. But the, the four sort of classic categories that were defined, if you like, and the original work came from a psychiatrist called Groves in, in the 50s, were the manipulative help projector, the self-destructive denier, the entitled demander, and the dependent clinger. They're all a bit derogatory, aren't they? But the reason I mention them is that certainly for the dependent clinger or for the, the manipulative help projector, if you take those two stereotypes, I guess, and they are stereotypes, there's no getting away from it, often what's going on in the background is learned helplessness. And the work on learned helplessness comes from psychological experiments, which nowadays would seem quite barbaric because they were on, um, you know, animals, large animals like dogs. Um, I mean, all animal testing, you could argue, is not ethical. Um, but the essence of these experiments in the 60s by Seligman and Meyer, the two psychologists that carried them out, was that animals get used to painful stimuli and ultimately stop even trying to escape that pain because they accept that any struggle um, or any attempt to free themselves from that pain is going to be futile. Quite sad when you think of it in those terms. But the same happens to humans, theoretically. And the really big news is that 
essentially there is a link between learned helplessness and depression. That is what these experiments kind of highlighted. Unsurprising really because you know if you are beaten down and you give in to the status quo because you think that there's no point in trying to get out of your situation whatever it might be then that is going to have an effect on well as Seligman put it three things motivation cognition and emotion so essentially it affects your ability to take action the motivation cognition is thinking and emotion is obviously to do with mood now he and his colleagues then go on to categorize helplessness into two broad categories one is called universal helplessness and the other personal helplessness so universal helplessness a good example of this in recent years would be COVID-19 how horrific was that and with universal helplessness the belief is that nothing can be done by anyone to improve or alleviate that situation whereas with personal helplessness the focus is slightly different you kind of think that you can't do anything about your situation or pain but someone else might be able to and this taps into this thing that I discuss on another episode called locus of control and locus of control is all about whether you take responsibility for something or you give it to someone else you know that kind of thinking where um, a patient may come in and say what, doctor what are you going to do about the fact that I'm drinking two bottles of whiskey a day you've got to fix me you know that's an external locus of control where you're handing responsibility over to someone else for your problem now the reason why it's important is learned helplessness is a bit of a gateway to other problems and when I say problems things like depression anxiety phobias low self-esteem problems with education for example if you experience it um, earlier in life and there are many routes out of this and there are lots of things that we can do which I'm going to cover shortly and of course post in the show notes really important that you look at those if you want a bit of a deeper dive there's no obligation but um, it might just give you a bit more info and of course there are other areas um, such as abusive relationships where learned helplessness manifests which in itself leads to difficulty forming relationships trust issues all sorts so what can we do about all this um, well the central tenet is that of control there are some things you can control and others that you can't I think we kind of know that but one of the things that Seligman proposed was something called learned optimism and in some ways it's just a different way of looking at things or framing things differently which we've covered in other episodes about cognitive distortions and CBT techniques it's a very similar thing and there are some attribution tests that Dr Seligman designed and I, I linked to one of them in the show notes you can take it yourself it's, it might be quite interesting for you but essentially it gives you a framework of how you see the world in terms of optimism, pessimism and where your locus of control is, whether you um, have an internal or external locus of control. And part of starting to get out of the loop of learned helplessness is learning how to be optimistic. And that means framing things differently. So here's a really good example. So say, for example, you're in a football team and you feel that um, 
you never get a chance to score because no one passes the ball to you. Now you can either think of it as I never score, I'm bad at football and everyone knows it so they don't pass the ball to me or you can think it's interesting isn't it whenever I play football the ball doesn't seem to come my way um, and that could be down to many things you know it's just a sort of a, a it's not sort of lying and it's not but it's also not making a false assumption about something um, and I think we often jump to these conclusions don't we you know it's often called conclusion shopping or you know when you have absolutes like oh I hate working in big groups well that's pretty concrete or you could say well you know last time I worked in a big group I didn't really enjoy it but I might do next time and that links into this thing called the growth mindset you know it, it's really bad to say that you don't do something or you can't do something um, and you you know the growth mindset the simplest way to activate that is just add the word yet you know I can't drive I haven't passed my driving test yet and it, it opens your mind to that possibility that it's it's going to happen at some point most likely it just hasn't happened yet and that's another great tool for learned helplessness Another tool that uh, Martin Seligman and one of his colleagues called Dr. Ellis came up with was something called the ABC method for reframing. Now, this is really simple and very similar to cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. It's all about getting rid of false beliefs and not judging yourself when something goes wrong. So A is for adversity, B is for belief, C is for consequence, and D is for disputation. Um, and that's about uninst uninstalling, if you like, false beliefs, where you jump to a conclusion again about yourself, like I'm, oh, I always manage to mess up when I do public speaking, for example, might be the kind of thing you might say to yourself. And it's a way of kind of getting rid of that. Again, I'll post this in the show notes. I don't want to waste your time just listing stuff off. Um, but the last one, we all know this, I think many of us know it. It's called SMART Goals, pretty basic and that just helps you feel in control, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely or time bound. Um, and these are things that you use in business and, you know, we use them quite a lot in general practice. They annoy me slightly, but they, they help, you know, they help structure things. So, you know, it's it's so interesting this. And when I think about learned helplessness, I think about people I try and help at work you know in terms of patients I also think about my friends and family and how it can manifest in certain ways so one of one of the kind of root causes for learned helplessness is also over parenting helicopter parenting if you do everything for your child then they're more likely to display learned helplessness and that makes sense you know I remember years ago I was walking through the town centre and my son was very young at the time and there was a lady that was walking past um, with a child in a pushchair and she opened a sandwich packet and took one half out for herself and literally sort of dropped the other half into the lap of this toddler who was very young but I noticed um, the toddler were you know kind of had to get into the packet get the sandwich out and eat it eat it you know for himself whereas you know I, I was thinking do you know I'd probably stop open the packet and 
you know, hand it to my son, you know, spoon feeding effectively, you know, and, and, and it got me thinking about, you know, the more you do for someone, you know, the less you enable them and empower them, you kind of take agency away from them. And, and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, the spoiled kid that kind of expects stuff to be done for them. That's different. Um, that's a problem in itself. But there's an episode on resilience in this podcast series. If you haven't listened to it, have a quick listen to it now, because that gives you all of the elements that children have that make them resilient. And a lot of that is to do with activating yourself and doing things for yourself, but also dependent on your surroundings and environment. I guess going back to the story of the child with the sandwich, you know, that child is is going to be more tooled up and equipped to just do things for themselves than a child that has everything done for them. And that means that they're less helpless, if you like, or less likely to display learned helplessness because they're they're activated and they're doing things for themselves. So it's a complex one, this, but I think it's an important topic because it's so prevalent and it, like a lot of things, it's invisible. You don't realise that you've slipped into learned helplessness. This is my, certainly my experience of clinical practice over many years. But there is a way out. And if you think about those tools, flipping the way that you see things, flipping the locus of control, being aware of cognitive distortions, and just moving from zero to one. You often need help, the right counsellor, the right coach, but ultimately it's got to come from within. And I think that's the key point. You have to be able to convince yourself that you can do it because otherwise it's easy to end up in a rut. And there are so many reasons people have so much trauma that can lead them to this situation. So I used to end um, some of the episodes on this podcast with quotes. I haven't done one in a while. I don't know, I, I fancy fancy one this time um, because learned optimism is really stuck in my mind. And although it, you know, it can be easy to get all um, over-enthusiastic about optimism and hope, there is a quote that I think really makes sense to me. And it's by Noam Chomsky, a very wise man. And it's this, optimism is a strategy for making a better future. Because unless you believe that the future can be better, it's unlikely you will step up and take responsibility for making it so. If you assume that there's no hope, you guarantee that there will be no hope. I really like that because, in a way, for me, that sums up that internal locus of control and the fact that you've got to believe there is a better way. It can be really difficult. People have very complex, difficult lives, but there is a way out of learned helplessness and it starts with your mind. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back again very soon. And in the meantime, do stay well. Take care. Bye for now. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.